1: You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Yuppie, 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 squirrels. Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk found on the Sonar Network. I'm your host, Vicky Lakes, and it is a bright and shiny, chilly Tuesday with my co-host, Selena Vile.
0: Yuppie, 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 yuppie. What does
1: that mean? <laughs> you don't
0: say yuppie to people? Hey, yuppie.
1: Never have. Uh, unless they're actually yuppies. I love a good yuppie. I love when they wear their, um, their sweaters around their heads like, uh, and they just want to like tighten it and pop their head off.
0: I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I hate a yuppie is what I mean to say. Ah, uh, Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I, I just, like a yuppie.
1: Oh, I used to serve those yuppies all the time. I used to work in Rosedale, where the, the, the rich people live.
0: Yeah, I used to live at Young and Davisville. It was a beautiful place to live.
1: Beautiful. Very rich. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was very nice. Very I liked it. And, yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, I'm ready to eat the rich. I don't know about you.
0: I have my knife and fork. I have my napkin tucked into my collar. I'm <laughs> ready to eat them up.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. Bring on the apps. Um, yeah it's crazy the the rich and the poor people it's just like what are we gonna do there's so much inequality happening there is did you buy socks in uh gamestop socks stocks saw i bought socks but i did not did you put your change in your socks did you put your change in your socks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love that story that happened to the 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 reddit people and the stock yes yeah it's great i know
0: i love when when like the disenfranchised rise up when they play the players
1: well there's just so much like um inequality and it's just like the, the the hands that were dealt and that we're born into really is like what we're stuck with nowadays you know what i'm saying yeah where it's just like the people that are rich they're just gonna stay rich and they're just getting richer it, and the people who are poor are getting poorer mm-hmm. so we really need these voices of people that can help uh, yeah what's the word I want? Um, Shuffle this out a bit more. Like, it's just so, it's just, you know, it's one thing if you've worked really hard for your money that you have and all that stuff, you pass it down for generations and generations and generations, but it's also just a lot of inequality. And and in terms of like, uh, people of color as well, you know, completely, especially people of color. Yeah. I mean, these people are, that's why they bring up these reparations, you know, they they, they deserve reparations because they've been dealt a terrible hand for centuries and you can't, bring yourself out of that when you're dealt such a shitty hand
0: no the system was designed to work against them like it was lit, like redlining like putting people of color in a neighborhood that was underfunded which means that their school system was underfunded which and also i've like, even like the um environmentally like like redlined areas have less public parks and less trees that are planted in the neighborhood and the air quality and the and the concentration of pollution is higher than in other neighborhoods. So like they're literally coming at them from all sides, just like just fucking putting them down and not giving them a chance to catch up.
1: That's the thing, not giving them a chance. That's why it's like people need reparations. These people yeah. deserve to be given a chance to make changes and just just need help in that, you know. And that's that's for not just people of color, it's for so many people too, you know, like. I mean, I grew up, I'm, uh, I grew up very poor in, in, in the country with not much, right? I, that's the hand, that's the hand we were dealt, right? Yeah. So we're all on the same page with this of like, we all there's, there's a lot of inequality that is existing.
0: Yeah. But the beautiful thing about like, the pandemic for me is watching everyone take notice and everyone rise up and like, And and like especially Gen Z, just like communicating with each other and educating each other and uh, doing things like like electing, coming together to elect um, more Democrats than ever into the Senate and um, and like more diverse uh, Congress members, like more people of color than ever before. Uh, It's just it's, it's nice to see that the next generation cares so much and that they are being educated.
1: And listen, I mean, there's a two-party system in the states that exists, but we have more than two parties here in Canada. And yes. a party that is really underappreciated is the NDP and Jagmeet Singh. I'm saying this wrong. Jagmeet Singh, did I say that right? Singh. Singh. Jagmeet Singh. Yeah. Um, who is amazing and he really connects with the younger generations. Yeah, uh,
0: he's he's aware. He's aware of what's going on.
1: He's aware, and so it's like these are the people that we should be like listening to a lot more for for anyways anybody who's in our boat with the same boat as us right
0: mm-hmm. yeah i was just talking about this yesterday actually with someone that like w- he needs to be the next president the next prime minister elected
1: because he's make the one who cares president. about the president make him president of the world make a fucking president of
0: the presidency. Um, no but like he cares about what's going on and, like he seems to anyway uh and uh and like the ndp have always had our best interests at heart or they seem to anyway so, like, give them a fucking chance to run the country, please.
1: Yeah, you got to start paying attention to the political parties that aren't just, you know, you, your Joe Bidens, your Trumps. There's other political parties out there. There's the Bernie Sanders, the AOCs. Yeah, you
0: know, but people so. like to play it safe. People like to
1: play, like work with what they know, which is like the liberals, which is not good enough. Well, honestly, though, in terms of what's happening there, it is good enough to get by for this moment. And in time right now that we're in, yes. Yeah, it's but. not the worst that could happen. It's not the worst. No, it's not the worst that could happen. We've seen the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we are currently dealing with the worst here in Canada, too, with our own our own provincial government. So we're dealing with that here still. So mm-hmm. anyways, let's get off this political talk because we'll rant about this for another 10 days straight. <laughs> we sure will. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, time <laughs> changes. Keep just Pay attention to what's happening around you, people. Pay attention to politically, who's doing what right now? Because every if the rock is being lifted, the worms are all there. You can see clearly what's happening. How do we get onto this? <laughs> I think I said good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and there it was. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just wake up in a mood. We're supposed to be a lighthearted dry, grace podcast. Well, we are. We are. Okay, so where where did, but you you know what? We're talking about Drag Race, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, season 13, Lighthearted. There you go. Yeah,
0: very lighthearted, very beautiful. So so the Queens walk back into the workroom. Who left? I'm trying to remember.
1: Joey J. Joey J. Hey, it's me. I'm Joey J. I'm super gay. I'm a gay ass bitch. I'm Joey J.
0: Okay. yeah. Now Olivia decides to put on her little, Chrysal Staus mask and asks, "What happened in Untuck? Let's talk about the fight." And like this little, I see you, I see you, Chriselle, trying to stir up stuff and and bring up all the issues.
1: I had another moment in the episode where I'll say she came out as Chrysal, but let's get to that.
0: <laughs> Me too. I have I have that one written down as well. Don't you <laughs> worry. I clocked it.
1: All right, so there, but what she's doing, she's trying to diffuse the candy to meet that experience that was untucked. Yeah. Uh, where the two of them are really going at it of like, you think I'm good? And then I, I said what I said, I said what I said, what I said, what, what she's, I said. She's really pushing this line. And I'm uh-huh. like,
0: I get I get it. It's fun to, to hear you say that, but you're saying a little too much. Listen, Tamisha said what she said. <laughs> she said what I said. And what I said is
1: what I said. The lady said, go home, is what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for it, Tamisha. Tamisha said what she said. She said it. You know what? uh, It's interesting because they're kind of going through it again and they're calming down now. Uh Uh-huh. And Candy is still kind of going on like, this is what what you said to me, blah, 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 blah. And then Tamisha's like, no, that is what you heard me say. That is what I said. What I said is what I said.
0: Mm, They're definitely talking
1: in circles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i've had this experience though with people too where i'm like no that's not what i said what i said was what i said what you're hearing is not what i said <laughs> yes a lot of times in arguments people hear things differently yeah what is actually being said you know and that's what she's saying
0: but also a lot of times in arguments people think they're getting their point across but it's coming across in a completely
1: different way this is also true yeah yeah and I, I, I think she recognizes that later in the show, Tamisha. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, Candy Candy definitely heard something maybe a, a little different, I guess, maybe too. I believe that.
0: Yeah. Uh, just, I can't with this fight anymore. We talked about it a lot.
1: Well, it's the, the, the talk of the season, you know? Tis. All right, so Candy is writing off the whole B team. She basically, and that's kind of where Tamisha's popping off mostly. Yeah, you know, like being written off, and I feel like this is a theme that's happened with her, perhaps, in her in her life is people write her off sometimes. Right. Uh, so sometimes these moments happen that just strike you, and I think that's what's happening here is she just wrote off the B team. Yeah. And so yeah. far, I mean, there's been two girls from the BT, b team go home. And that is what she's talking about. Who, Candy or Tamisha? Tamisha, because because Candy said that
0: point, and she's like, well, that's what I'm talking about. Is how you keep but on the fact that we're the
1: ones going on. home. <laughs> yeah. She's not hearing that because she said what she said. She said what she said. I <laughs> can't stop it. <with> <laughs> <laughs> Neither can Tamisha. she. Tamisha said what she said. Ellie reminds me of like a cross between an annoying rich twink, speaking of rich uh, establishment, yes. and like a heckling grandma. Do you get that? Yes,
0: completely.
1: Like <laughs> just kind of this privileged rich twink. I'm just like someone's real annoying grandma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either way, annoying. Yeah.
1: I'm on the fence with them where I'm like, I don't hate them, but I also don't love them. And I feel like there's still a moment to come with them still that I'm we're going to find out. But right now, I'm just, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping Ellie would be gone by now, but here we are.
1: Well, she's part of the original B-team, so who's to say? Who knows?
0: Um... Rue comes in and immediately does a Charles Nelson Riley impersonation that everyone pretends to laugh
1: at. Oh my god, I love I love that everybody's like, Yes, Rue Paul giving us Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love and then when she's like, Do y'all know who Charles Nelson Riley is? And not one person... Like, I'm shocked by the New York girls.
0: I'm shocked by Tina. I'm shocked by Rosé. Like, I'm shocked that they don't get this reference.
1: Do you know do you know Charles Nelson Riley? Selena Bach? Yeah. So, um, I do know Charles
0: Nelson Riley, mostly because on the Golden Girls, he was a punchline in one of the jokes. But um, he used to be on, like, Match Game. Like, he was, like, one of the... Like, when Match... Before Snatch Game, there was Match Game. So, Snatch Game, in case you don't know, is based on a real show called Match Game. And he was one of the regular panelists on it. Um, he was like a Hollywood Squares type, but mostly through through that, and um, and he was also an actor. He was um, he originated the role and I think won the Tony for playing Bud Frump in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, which is one of my favorite musicals. Which is very dated now, but I loved that movie growing up, and he was in it. And
1: yeah, so I know who he is from that. Right. I've heard of the name. I couldn't tell you who he was, though. I would have been one of those girls like, that's so funny, RuPaul. No, I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> it is very funny. them all like playing into like his jokes, though.
0: Yeah. He was also like a Paul Lynde type where he was like on all these shows and he was like super flamboyant and gay, but like kind of closeted.
1: Now, Paul Lynde, I know, you know, I love me some Paul Lynde. Yeah. I love me some Templeton from Charlotte's Web. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh.
0: And Benjamin
1: of course, Charlotte. did a wonderful pull There you go. Charlotte, <laughs> the pins are coming. This was your life growing up. <laughs> okay, so what are we going to do? The mini challenge is what? Babies? No, that was last week. No, wall, wallpaper dresses. <laughs> oh, good. This will be a perfect challenge for Sister Sister. <laughs> yep. So they all have to stand out from the wall. So they have to make an original thing out of wallpaper. Uh, We've done this before. We did this with garbage bags for you, didn't we? For Cruising Tango's. That's right. It was our first mini challenge. Was it the first one? I guess it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. We gave you a little bathing suit, but it was a little nun reveal in a garbage bag. I'm really proud of that moment for you.
0: It was great. It was a mankini with a nun and a cross. Yeah, It was awesome
1: yeah and garbage bags that was the material so they they're all coming up with their little things uh anything stand out um no you know what they all kind of did a good job except for i
0: would say um simone and lala i didn't like their outfit simone has been
1: naked this whole show so far
0: she has she's not she doesn't need to
1: wear clothes i love that she's just a she's just a naked baby woman she's naked but also she makes it look fat like she fucking sells the outfit every time yeah she's got she's very confident i love this about her she's just very confident yeah
0: yeah um no i think they all looked pretty good um aside from utica running around with her bangs too long um nothing
1: really stood out yeah i got the sense of the people who are annoyed with her (laughs) yeah yeah rue especially yeah I'm wacky. Look how wacky I am. I mean yeah. Here, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, I didn't care about any of this. I didn't care. Whatever. Yeah. You know what? I actually um, liked Judith's dress that she was
0: wearing though. I thought it was pretty. It was a really good dress, actually. Um, but I also did think Elliot's dress that she wore was quite well made.
1: Yeah. It was like a 30 minute, 20 minute challenge. Yeah. Whatever you can throw out in paper.
0: Yeah. So who yeah, won? So they it, was did- Elliot, it was Elliot and <laughs> Tanisha, right? Yeah, they were the winners. And uh, did they win anything? That's a great question. I think they won a prize. They didn't win a thing, but they won a prize. Is it a badge?
1: (laughs) A repeater badge? Like, here's this Dino Mandela's repeater badge.
0: (laughs) She doesn't need it anymore. (laughs) Um, um, Oh, and before they they, they did this challenge, you had to pair up in besties. So they had to pair up.
1: If they gave them a badge for the show, what the queen's reaction would be they would be so entitled to be like a fucking badge.
0: <laughs>
1: I could see Gottmik uh, saying that. <laughs> I, I mean, if you wanna talk about like entitled queens, I feel like the US queens are a lot more entitled than any other queens. Absolutely. So they all, like you said, they all had to pair up into friend, friends for the mini challenge. And that turned out to be the groups uh, that they're gonna be in for the main challenge. And so the pair- parents- Yeah,
0: did you notice that when she said, pair up with your best friends, Tamisha grabbed Utica, and she was like, oh, sorry, um, Olivia was here
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't. <laughs> it's awesome. Poor Tamisha. I know. It's so, I hate, this is such, like, preschool, you know, last pick stuff. And then, of course, like, Elliot is standing right next to Gott, and Elliot's like, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Walks across the room to Tamisha. And so Gott's, like, on their own, which I was surprised about, actually, that Mick was, like, on their own.
0: Well, Gottmik was on their own because um, it was it, because he won the challenge last week. So he was told that once everybody pairs up, he gets to pick the pair he wants to join.
1: Oh, is that what they said? Yeah. They said that before they paired up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That was sense.
0: like her, Gottmik's reward for winning.
1: I was wondering why nobody wanted to be with Gottmik. Okay, that I didn't catch that. All right, all right. So then, mm-hmm. of course, Gottmik goes with Termin Girl click candy and tina
0: i hate clicks i hate cliques so much do you like ugh. i love a click but i hate a clique there you go <laughs> I do hate you see it. yourself joining one like if you were on the show would you join a clique
1: no like we have our house but we're a house i don't consider us to be a clique or a clique of people i mean we're, we're not because we're not
0: exclusive right like we all work with other people
1: yeah, and I feel like clicks are. I mean, we know a lot of drag clicks in Toronto. I mean, Toronto's we're all drag click heavy. Yeah, uh, and it drives me crazy because it's just there's a lot of inside jokes. There's a lot of like I don't know. Yeah, it's just very exclusive. And there's this kind of sense of they don't say it, but there's a lot of this sense of like I'm better than you know. Uh huh. For me, it's just like not necessary. I don't like it, and it brings me back to high school, which I knew. I've always been an outsider, you know. That's always how I've been. I've always been an outsider. I've never yeah. sat at the cool girl table, so it feels like clicks is the cool girl table, you know.
0: If you're a group of friends who name yourselves, and especially if you name yourselves the Mean Girls, then like, I'm done. I don't need. Yeah, even, I don't. If you're, yeah. if you're
1: calling yourself the Heather's or the Mean Girls, I mean, you you're clearly setting yourself up. Yeah. So I like hey, friendships. Like I like this little friendship
0: that's brewing between Olivia and Utica.
1: Yeah, it's cute. I wouldn't have expected that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then actually, uh, when they're finding out... So, so what is the main challenge? It's disco Uh-huh.
0: So it's like a rusicle but it's just dancing.
1: <laughs> Which, you know what? I actually enjoyed that I was just dancing. I don't know. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't, I didn't hate it.
0: It made me uncomfortable. Why? Uh, it just didn't make sense that they weren't lip-syncing, especially since it was like... There were vocals there that they could have lip synced. And like it was never told to us as the audience that they would just be dancing. And because we hadn't really seen that before, it was weird to experience that. Yeah,
1: I, I do agree that we didn't really, they told us like just before it started that it was a dance thing. We didn't really get that when they were explaining what the main challenge was. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure how, what, the, I didn't know that, I didn't know what they were doing <laughs> this yeah. whole episode until it actually happened. I was like, oh, that's what's happening. Okay, got it. Uh huh. Um, but I agree that the, the, the singing, um, and then not lip-syncing to it was a little bit weird, but I actually liked that they weren't because I liked that they were just focusing on the dance part of it. I did like that. I, I see that it's weird for to, to watch as a viewer, but I did like. Yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I just wish there hadn't been lyrics in the music.
1: You don't want my pussy is on fire? No, <laughs> we'll because I want about. them to be saying that. If they're if
0: that's going to be in the lyrics, then I want them to say it. I want to hear them. I want to see them say it.
1: Yeah, it could have re- it could have been worked out. You're right. Yeah. So documentary. So they all are, play a part in like the the the, the history of disco.
0: Yeah. So Tina- which I love because I'm i I think a lot of people love disco, but no one really understands, you know, like what the whole deal was with disco.
1: Right. Let me talk about this real quick, and then we'll talk about that. So the, the teams are Tina, Candy, got are the birth of disco. Mm-hmm. Elliot, Tamisha are disco and sex. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia and Unicar are Studio Fifty Four. Denali yep. and Rose are disco fashion. And then Samola yep. and Lala, Samola, I, I call them small, small, small Lala. <laughs> small Lala, <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a dish. So, uh, it's uh, uh, They're doing disco sucks. Yeah. So uh, I was going to ask you, did you listen to disco? Oh my God, yes. Did you? No, I never, no, no. <gasps> I never grew up with disco because my family was a motorcycle gang. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
0: used to listen to like Magic 100.3 every like Friday night was disco night.
1: Oh my God. So yeah, I never heard it. I never even heard disco or, um, mm-hmm. or any of like 80s pop music because my parents listened to like rock and roll. <laughs> like I used right. to to like Poison and Guns N' Roses and all that stuff. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, like that's all I listen to. So like when I hear those songs, I actually know the lyrics to those songs.
0: Yeah, like, you're like, welcome to the jungle.
1: I know, smoke <laughs> on the water. Boom, 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 So that's who you are. Oh my God, that's just part of them. Yeah, it's just got a flashback.
0: <laughs> no i was anyway, very influenced by disco i love
1: disco well, we didn't listen to it because we that's just the people we were they were motorcycle game people but like disco is very gay and like that you know so i get why we're bringing this in and like rupaul was a huge disco fan yeah so yeah, um, I, yeah well she was her.
0: like youthful in the era right like she was probably uh younger. she grew up
1: that was when she was like a teenager and yeah a, a young a young adult it was in the discos right yeah so um i love i love I love getting a little bit of disco history because I honestly don't know that much about it either, and that's also like you know Kylie Minogue's new album, Disco. Uh huh. It's a good album for me. It doesn't resonate with me though, and I, I and I love Kylie Minogue, but for some reason that album does doesn't resonate. It's probably because it's disco, you know.
0: Right. Right. Interesting, because it resonates with me because it's disco.
1: Yeah, exactly. So people know what they know and they like what they like. Yeah. So. Um, I
0: said what I said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they say what they say, and they hear what they want to hear. And we, are like, um, we are hearing disco.
0: Now, now, speaking of hearing what you want to hear or hearing what you don't want to hear, we get to Olivia's second Chris Charles style. Yes, I wrote this
1: down because Tina Burner puts on like a disco wig, and Olivia says, or no, Utica says, Utica. Under breath.
0: She says, um, that hair actually makes Tina look small.
1: And then, <laughs> Olivia's like, you should say
0: that louder. <laughs> yeah, she goes, was, she was, say it out loud. She's like, what? She goes, say it to her.
1: And then I love that we saw this moment of Yudick and be like, okay, yeah, okay. That hair makes you look smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was really funny. It's like the two little nerds sitting in the cafeteria, like at their own table at the back, and be like, say that thing to the popular
1: girl. <laughs> I know, it's freaks and geeks for sure. It's, oh,
0: it's freaks and geeks for sure, it is. <laughs>
1: Say that louder. <laughs> She's a little puppet master, that that Olivia. She is. She's a little like, I'm oh, innocent. Oh. I'm going to make you do all the bad things. I know. We caught her. We caught her early. I'm glad we're seeing it. We're, that's why we're seeing her with these eyes now. We see her clear. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Christine would not
1: be happy in this room. Oh, fuck. Give me some Christine, honey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. She okay, would have so... worked, worked that argument out between Tamisha and Candy in a second. Oh heavens she would and she would look good doing it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we are getting uh Rapal talking with the girls about disco and none of them know anything about nothing. So is basically <laughs> educating them about disco.
0: Yeah. Well the first group is Rose and um, and Denali and they they know they they know what's up with disco. Um, Denali has done cruise ships where like we all like cruise ships always have a disco um, a disco she motif with their numbers. Skated on a boat. Which is wild. What?
1: <laughs> These cruise it's, ships are crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, cruise ships are pretty solid because they're so big. Like, they're they're pretty solid. However, there is, like, when you're a dancer, you feel it. Like, you feel the motion of the ocean, even on that boat. So I can't imagine doing flips. They were doing flips on skates. That's crazy.
1: I can't believe they were skating on a boat. Yeah. In the world we live in
0: now i'm not a huge like i haven't been a huge rosé fan up to now i'm warming up to her now i like this conversation she has with rue about how she hasn't let her guard down yet and she's been trying to be perfect this whole time and i love that rue tells her perfect is boring fuck perfect like show me raw i like that
1: yeah we get back to the conversation of vulnerabilities we to make people respond to you and like you and yeah. i have we haven't gone a lot of that with rosé and i agree with you like i haven't it's the same thing of like, I don't know if I like her or I don't like her yet, but I'm liking her a bit more in this episode uh, because I think she's seeing herself in a different way than she's been trying to present herself. And yeah. there's a difference between how I want to be perceived, which is like you're producing yourself in a certain way, which is very, yeah. Luzanja, you know, yeah. and how I actually am. And so when, when you're producing yourself, we don't connect with you at all as an audience. Correct. And so that's where Rosé Rosé is falling flat and that's kind of what's happened with Jan too I felt. You know the they both they both they're very similar, very similar. Yes,
0: very similar. So um I, I do I, find I, they have different energy. Um yeah. Jan has a little bit more desperation to her than Rosé does. Oh, 100%
1: yeah, but there's also just, like, this idea of, like, them being... There's a little bit of entitled, entitledness with both of them, I find. For sure. Uh, of, like, I deserve this. I'm a New York girl. I'm part of Stephanie's child, whatever else, you know? But yeah, it, like, of course I'm here, yeah. Yeah, but it's also, like, no, no, no. This, You're on a blank... This is a blank uh, uh, skating rink, honey. We're all... <laughs> in Denali's terms, we're all, we're all on fresh terms here. This is drag race. You know, whatever happened before, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You gotta work for it now. Mm -hmm. the audience doesn't know that they don't know new york rosé sorry
0: that's right so prove it um they don't know rosé and then this cast doesn't know disco so up next we have lala and um simone who get no they don't really understand disco they don't know what the disco sucks movement is um which tbh i didn't know it either i'd heard disco sucks like it's just the thing that i'd heard i didn't know that it was actually a thing where they yeah. burned fucking disco records.
1: That was my parents' motorcycle game. They did it. <laughs> it was them. Disco sucks. Well, you, I mean, you've seen that '70s show, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, like that—that that whole that whole uh, group of people was like a disco sucks, uh, um, group of people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that makes sense for them, um, but like, Rue says, and it's really important that like disco was like liberation for gays for like the black community it was just like freedom for the disenfranchised basically and especially like like black performers really excelled during the disco movement so it's like it was such a big fuck you to them that this disco sucks thing happened
1: absolutely and i think that was really important for her to bring up in terms of you know the history of disco of you know there was a lot of marginalization of disco performers and and yeah. uh, the people of color involved and, you know, where Disco stemmed from, which is, you know, uh, b- blues and R&B and house music and all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And, and uh, how Disco still influences us today in our music.
0: Yeah. And also there's salsa influences in there, but too. Sylvester,
1: which is like great, because Sylvester was such a prominent queer icon in that period, right? Uh, and, Absolutely. And a Black queer icon at that, which really probably inspired RuPaul with Sylvester. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And well, all this fun buoyancy and everything.
1: Yeah. I love, and uh, you make me feel mighty real. That's a fucking amazing track to this day. I love it. It is one of the best.
0: It's so like I just love the how fast the beat is. It's just like such a good, like it gets you, it gets you fucking going every time.
1: Can you put that video on the Squirrel Talk podcast? I love it. It's so good.
0: Of you make me feel. Yeah, the video,
1: Sylvester. Yeah, sure. Uh, so and then so of course RuPaul's is playing double jeopardy with everybody in the in the quizzing of the stuff. She's doing a lot of this this year of like, what did I just say? Got Mick? <laughs> She's like, really,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: Throwing out the questions like, did you hear what I said? You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm really surprised that this group of like the Mean Girls don't know any disc. Like, I would think Candy would know some. I would think especially Tina would know some.
1: I mean, I if. I, I genuinely, if, if Paul asked me that, I would be like, I know some songs. I couldn't tell you anything else. I'm sorry. Motorcycle Gang, Saskatchewan. No,
0: for know. sure. But that's your upbringing, like, right? And like, you don't you don't work yeah. in bars like that. But like, Tina definitely does.
1: I mean, Tina Burner is like a disco. I mean, yeah. Her, her name is disco. <laughs> yeah. When you think of Tina Burner, I think of like a fucking disco. I think Tina, I think Disco Inferno. That's it. That Disco Inferno. Like, that should be her theme song. Yeah. All right. So they're going through all that stuff. And uh, we get to the runway where we practice the actual choreo.
0: Yeah. But right before we do, we get another Christelle South moment from Olivia. Number three. (laughs) A third one where she tells Candy that her group could be in the bottom and then it would be a three-way lip sync and she could see two people being eliminated.
1: (laughs) And then Candy's like, oh, no, I can't have that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this girl just likes getting into everybody's head. And I kind of like it. She's a psychological warfare girl. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> I got your number, hussy. Uh, do you know what that, whose quote that is?
0: Um, that would be Miss Dion Warwick of yeah. um, Celebrity
1: Apprentice fame. That's right. When she <laughs> said this to Brent, one of the Playboy girls, she was like, I got your number, hussy. <laughs> Wasn't it to Star Jones? No, to one of the Playboy girl, the Playboy girl, Brandy. Right? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I got your number, pussy. <laughs> yeah.
0: if you haven't looked at
1: Dionne Warwick's Twitter, go ahead because there's a lot there. It's very she's, funny. She's fucking amazing. She's so she was so funny on that show. Oh, my God. Yeah. That show was oh God. We can't even talk about that show anymore because of you know who. Nope. Nope. We won't even reference it. Won't even reference it. Okay, so we are getting into the choreo with choreographer Miguel Zarate. And he's given us some disco choreo and I thought it was good. And was who a, is this person? Where did he come from? Why didn't they use Jamal Sims? He was a disco specialist. All right. He specializes in the, the hustle. Ah. <clears throat> you know, I was in
0: a disco troupe and we did uh, awesome. very fun. What's that? <laughs> I was finishing my song.
1: <laughs> you were in a disco troupe? Was this I was in a in disco child? troupe called the Disco Ducks. Disco Ducks? That's right.
0: Disco, Disco Ducks. The song. <laughs>
1: oh, God. What else happened in that Disco Ducks group?
0: Oh well, we got to perform um, on a light up stage. I'm gonna post. I just dropped it so I could post a video of it because I
1: want to. <laughs> you should have done like a parody of like Disco Ducks Dynasty.
0: That wasn't a thing then.
1: Well, now you can make it a thing. Nah, I guess we can. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So and I'm finally getting the moment I've been asking for on the show. They're getting the girls to jump through fiery hoops. They put <laughs> in the hoops. Elliot, and of course, who who gets the hoop? The big the biggest hoop? Tamisha. Tamisha.
0: I think it's so mean that none of the other girls have props <laughs> and then they give these girls hula
1: hoops. It's so mean to give them fucking hula hoops. And Tamisha, by the way, brings up that she has an awesome bag attached to her still. If if there wasn't enough happening with Tamisha. This bitch yeah. has got a fucking ostomy bag attached to her stomach. Now yeah. she's jumping through fucking fiery hoops.
0: <laughs> Do you want to explain what an ostomy bag is for people who don't know?
1: Well, I, it's not like a colostomy bag, but it's kind of the same thing where it catches the waist, I believe.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's basically like a hole in her stomach and this bag is basically inside of and, and outside of her. Just carrying all the weight. Wa- it's yeah, I I can't imagine how comfortable that would be to do everything she's doing. Like to get into drag is already so painful.
1: Well, I was going to say s- this too. Is that, uh, first of all, she doesn't tell any of the other contestants this. She's they don't told know a lot of things, but she's not bringing up that she's got an, an awesome to her this whole time, and we didn't yeah. even know this either until this moment. And then, second of all, this queen is she is technically I would say disabled. I would say there's a, an element of a disability to Tamisha on the season. Yeah. in terms of like six months ago she didn't know how to walk she had to really learn how to walk yeah um, she still has medical equipment attached to her mm-hmm. so this queen is working with a disability on the show mm-hmm. and that just goes to like the, the tenacity of tamisha Mon's spirit
0: completely and to think like she could have been on season 12 before all this happened
1: like i wonder It wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't have worked she would have been real sick
0: No, but I mean, if she had never, like, if she had gotten to do the show before getting
1: sick. Oh, I see what like, you're saying, yeah.
0: What would we have seen? Like, what would what would she have been like?
1: Had she been on that season, she would have, she just would have gotten really sick and it would have been yeah for her. So this is better that she's at least dealt with it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's such a slow process of, like, it takes forever. And so she, I'm sure in her mind, is like, I may never get this chance again. I got to take the chances I'm giving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, live every day like it's your last. So that's why she's doing season 13, bringing the brain out yeah. with this disability.
0: And you know what? Like, no matter what, she made her fucking mark. Like, she came here and she, like, she proved that, like, anybody can do it any- Like, you can do anything. Like, she's such a powerhouse.
1: Oh, inspiring to everybody. She's inspiring to me. Uh, it, it just proves to this point of, like, it doesn't matter where, where you come from what disabilities you have, what hands you've been dealt, you can still be a fucking star. Yeah. And you can work for it like Tanisha Amon. Yeah. So I love that. And I love that they just decided to throw her a hula hoop just to, you know, make <laughs> throw it on the pile. Yeah, why not? Uh, why not? Anybody else stand up for you in the dance stuff? No. I mean, to me, uh, Den- Denali and Rose are, are dancers. I mean, they're basically like Broadway backup dancers as like a job. Yeah, they're fucking incredible. So they're both giving like great performances. Yeah. And uh, I will say that Utica, we have a thing in Smithers called the Midsummer Festival. <laughs> <laughs> and Utica looks like she performs there every single year with this piece of fabric. With from. her scarf. You can't tell me this girl doesn't exist in my hometown either. <laughs> no, she does for sure. I can see it. Yeah. So <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so I guess we're getting into uh, the Mirror Talks, huh?
0: Yes, the mirror talks, um, where we get another Chriselle's house moment from
1: Olivia. Number four, I should have got my number beer four. Card.
0: So Chriselle talks a lot about on, on selling Sunset about how she was a smelly homeless kid. Those are her words, not ours. And now <laughs> yeah. we find out that
1: Olivia, <laughs> she literally, those are her exact words. <laughs> not even like I was an impo- impoverished, like unshowered, like no, I was a smelly homeless kid.
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and then we find out that olivia had her own struggles through her youth and her struggles are with her weight um which i've we've talked about like about this on the show before like i feel like there's there's been a weight journey with her and that she's still figuring out her body based on the way that she um proportions herself uh and this made sense to me that she used to have a lot more weight on her and then Lost it all, found theater, um, and is now a happy little theater kid.
1: Yeah, there's a journey, there's a personal uh, uh, weight journey, a, a physical journey for her. Um, yeah, and it's always in it, it, it's always a journey to figure out your proportions for that stuff when you're a performer and drag. You know, it's figuring out like how to balance uh, when your weight changes all the time. Yeah. So, and and we've said there's some fit issues with some things so that could still be something that's happening with her, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was was a a humbling moment for Chriselle. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It was her smelly kid moment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then we move over to Candy because we've always got to move over to Candy. She's always got to have her moment. Um, Utica asked Candy, what's her favorite fight that she's been
1: in? Um, what kind of question is that
0: well i believe it was a leading question to get her to talk about
1: um her inner demons well it must have been was that what she said her biggest fight was with herself yeah yeah I think yeah part. what happened
0: okay so what happened is that like she had a really rough upbringing her mom was in and out of jail a lot and she was basically like a street kid like she was like not like living on the streets, but she was like a child of the streets and she was always getting into trouble. Um, and so that kind of like, come that kind of like is where she's coming from in her fights with Tamisha. Like she says that she is upset with herself that she was taken back to that place because she's worked so hard on overcoming her anger issues and like her, um, her popping off all the time, basically.
1: Right. Yeah. So this, this, it seems like a process with Candy. And again, I think it was the wording of like arrogant, at least just sat really bad with her for some reason. I feel like she's yeah. gotten that before. Candy's probably heard that before. So yeah. uh, certain certain words affect people in a certain way and it triggers, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. And Tamisha's story is not done. She talks about, how oh, she's got more to tell us. Um, when she was a, a youth, she was also like, she was living in the projects, not in a great area. And um, and she talks about the, the the community leaders who inspired her, who like, who like took it upon themselves to kind of like help the kids who didn't have access. This is what we we're talking about at the beginning of the show, actually. Um, the people who d- didn't have access to what like more privileged people had. And like, she saw something in Tamisha, pulled her into cheerleading and like, got Tamisha into performing that way, like into dance, into like, athletics and and stuff like that so uh we need these fucking community leaders and with the people who fucking care
1: about our youth and the underprivileged and i think it's important to say that there are a lot of people that are doing amazing things for people that are dealt these hands you know there's there's so many community places that you can turn to if you are dealt this kind of uh bad hand that you can yeah involve yourself with certain things and figure out uh, create creatively like what you're into or athletically uh, what you're into you know so I love those programs and those programs are so important that's why we really need to like put a lot of attention into those programs and especially in Canada our arts program especially for us in Canada we really pull the plug on our arts here yeah um, and I, I think that's such a mistake because there are so many amazing artists here and I, the, we need that support for them yeah there's really not a lot of nurturing here for artists none <laughs> there isn't no so we're happy that they they give that to tamisha because here she is giving us all the stories that we could ever handle yeah all right should we take a quick break and uh talk with our sponsor and come back yes please Let's do it and we'll be back with a disco mentor Toot, toot Hey, what's the rest of it? Beep beep. Beep beep. <laughs> I'm not good with lyrics. I'm telling you. It's beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot, Line. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> oh, Donna. <laughs> hey, workout. That's a different song, isn't it? Freak out. Work. What's workout? Workout. You're thinking ah, freak out. Break out, yeah, that's right, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're bad with lyrics, you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been confirmed. Okay, we're getting into the mentory and our judges are Carson Kressley, Ms. Chabashaj, RuPaul, and Lonnie Love is back. She is! The Disco Diva herself, and the mentory starts, and we're getting into, <laughs> uh, what is the first category? Um, whatever one the Mean Girls did. Birth of Disco. There you go. Um so here we go. What's Candy Gott and Tina who stands out? What happened?
0: Tina stands out. Tina well Tina's outfit stands out. She's giving us a lot of energy. She's not the best dancer and her face is a little awkward, but like her look is incredible. That outfit moves um in a way that that's really beautiful to watch.
1: I will say that this outfit is doing all the work for her. <laughs> when you get yeah. these long fringe outfits, you literally just have to shake a little bit and the whole thing. you a full silhouette shimmy you know yeah it's really cool so her look is perfect it's tina burner she's giving me disco inferno and uh you know i forgot about gott and then candy was just kind of uh it looks like candy was a little lost
0: yeah candy candy was actually fine she wasn't that bad i think Gottmick was probably worse but Gottmick had a smile on her face the whole time and the camera. I think the camera purposely didn't focus on Gotmic. Also, Gotmic is a lot smaller than the two of them, and and did get lost behind their bodies.
1: Yeah, Gotmic is still like not proving to me that she's a performer. Like she 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 is a Mikey Powers to look queen, you know. So yeah, I am still waiting for this performance moment with her, and I haven't seen it yet.
0: We're not going to get it. Gotmic is not a performer. Like Gotmic should not have won the first lip sync. It should have been Utica.
1: Yeah, uh, but Candy, I I didn't have a huge problem with Candy me neither the jumpsuit was simple but I actually didn't hate it you know there was, I saw worse things and you know who else jumpsuit was simple got mix I agree I mean if you're comparing Gottmik and candy I think it's really hard to I don't know I felt weird about that yeah yeah okay after that comes the, uh, the disco and the sex which is to Elliot and Tamisha yeah
0: and they're both now really listen.
1: Have, they have their dilated hula hoops
0: <laughs> Um. Listen, Elliot was fine. I don't think Elliot was the standout they say she was. I think she did a good job. Um, Uh, She's a great dancer.
1: I think in comparing to Tamisha, who the look on her face was a little deer in headlights. You know, she was a little thinking in her head the whole time.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. I really wish Tamisha had been able to give us more in the face. And this is a recurring issue with
1: her um, in performances. Yeah, we've seen her a couple times now. Um, I mean, I love her. I just love her as a personality. Yeah. And uh, But, I mean, she's also working. She's dancing. She just learned to walk recently. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, we have to remember, again, this queen has a disability, which they're not really yeah. referring to on the show. Yeah. Um, she might be one of the first disabled queens really on the show at the moment. And I mean that in the best way possible. Of Like, she just isn't as able as some of the other girls are.
0: I would say Evie also
1: um, yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Disability yeah. issues.
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think in comparison, I think Elliot really stood up between the two of them. Um, and, uh, I, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't hate Elliot. I didn't hate her. I thought. She no,
0: dead. no, no. I'm just saying. I don't know about top three for Elliot, but Elliot did a good job.
1: All right. So here comes Studio 54. It's Olivia Lux in Utica. Yeah. What do we think of this?
0: I think Olivia Lux was a star on that stage. She was giving me everything and it wasn't just the wig it wasn't just the outfit like her performance was fantastic it was high energy it was yeah
1: what i will say about this is they really commented on their costumes and yeah they should have focused more on their dancing and less on the costumes
0: yes agreed
1: i get it that looks are always important it's always important but also just like you know leave candy alone with her outfit who cares to see her performance the same with utica like you know i mean obviously tina and uh olivia are wearing little you know, little disco numbers that are more suitable. It's a movement of the disco, right? But uh-huh. I did feel As like I'm, that was weird.
0: I liked Utica's outfit. I thought it was disco. It was, like, a circus disco, but it was still disco. Um, a low pony is disco, Carson. Like, people in the 70s wore low ponies. Cher wore them. Look it up. I believe I'm making this up now. Um, but also, like, and they harped on her for camp, whereas, like, what else is she going to do? She's Utica. That's what she, who she is. Like, I was okay with her performance, I liked it a lot.
1: I'm gonna go back to the, like, look at me, I'm wacky, I'm wacky. She does a lot of faces. Yeah. For me, it was a lot of faces that we didn't need. And she kind of, it's kind of a crutch for Utica, I will say that, yeah. Love her, love her, love her personality. But I think she can rein in the crazy quirky gal just a little bit, just a a little bit. Sure. Yeah, because when, when you're doing, it's very distracting, and I feel like they weren't paying attention to her dances. They were like looking at her face of like, uh, uh. yeah, yeah. And then uh, Olivia sold the whole thing for me again. Like they said, they love the hair. Um, I mean, that's not what the challenge was, but I thought, <laughs> she, yeah. I thought she was selling it. Right. Yeah. She did. Right. After that, so her- here's who I thought really sold it. What was this? This was disco and fashion. Rose and Denali.
0: Moi. Moi, moi. That was three kisses. I thought they were
1: perfection, in particular, rose. Yeah, I thought rose really stood out in this. I also thought Denali. I didn't love what Denali was wearing, but again, shouldn't matter. She was still giving it. Yeah. And uh, um, I was really confused about this because I thought completely. they should have been the top. Completely.
0: Now, here is my issue with Denali: was the it was the outfit and it was the hair. Because for me it took away from her performance like i just didn't get her full performance cuz the outfit was so boxy like it was like shapeless and like it and the hair short. was it was
1: it, was, just, it didn't yeah. It right yeah
0: and like the hair was just like a a shake and go like an out of the box shake and go like it didn't it didn't do anything for her and like it wasn't disco at all i mean she, so, had, this,
1: she had a fringy thing but it was box. it wasn't the same it wasn't form fitting like tina's or olivia's it was a miss yeah but uh, I thought they just were the strongest dancers, and I paid the most attention to them.
0: Completely, I mean, Rose was perfection on that stage. She looked incredible. That hair was beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, if it worked for it, it was great. And then we get yeah. to Disco Sucks with Simone and Lala. And, and um, I they both did fine, but there was nothing like remarkable for me. Like nothing stood out. Yeah, exactly that. Was exactly that. They were very safe. It felt.
0: Yeah. Um, I think out of all the teams, they seem like the least, like a, like they had the least chemistry between them as a pair. But um, but I think they both did a very good job. Even like Simone's not a dancer, but she really pulled that
1: off. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's a smizer, it's what she does. <laughs> yeah, she smizes. She gave me a smize.
0: Yeah, but she did a very good job of moving on that stage. Like she looked like a dancer, which is great.
1: Yeah, and then they get into a little uh, uh, soul train line. Uh-huh. And we get those moments. You know, I love me a soul train line.
0: And I'm sorry, but when you have a soul train line, you have to take your moment there. And like Olivia really did, Tamisha really did not. Candy did not.
1: I'm like, take your moment. Uh yeah, it's a soul train line. Come on. Yeah. Uh so yeah, and then the, that was it. They just all disco together. And uh it was interesting. It was it was a real different challenge I wouldn't have expected. Yeah. But I I overall liked it. I I think like, just having this as a dance challenge I think is effective.
0: Yeah, I found the dances all really short, TBH. And again, with the lip-syncing thing. like, I wish that there had either been no
1: lyrics or if they had all had to lip-sync. Well, some of the lyrics were like... were, were, Were Gucci and Susan Lucci even a thing in the 70s? Yeah, man. Susan Lucci was on
0: All My Children since the 70s. Oh, never mind then. I was like, Susan Lucci? Yeah. This
1: bitch, is, this bitch is ancient.
0: No, Erica Kane came on the scene in the 70s for sure.
1: I gotcha. All right, Gucci and Lucci. And my is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need more, I didn't need those hula hoops to be on fire. That was my one critique. Well, yeah, was- where were the flames? Why are <laughs> these why are these not on fire? Okay. Mm. Um, other than that, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the runway runway is little black dress. So I, when I heard this, Uh I was like, like, that's the category? I know, I was scared. I was like, how are they going to do this? I know, I was scared for them because I was like, they're either going to take this real literal, and they're all going to come out in just a little black dress, or they have to come up with something really conceptual. Because it's like a little black dress is the most basic prompt you can get
0: yes completely
1: so um and we find out like some of them did go very literal and you know some of them had a bit more fun with it
0: yeah thank god there's some really creative people in
1: this group for sure so here comes the first one tita Berter She's she was wearing wet paint hazmat suit mm-hmm. and she pulls it off and there is a a, a little cocktail with fire hands just more of her
0: <laughs> i hate this so
1: much <laughs> I hate. It's like I hate the paint suit. I hate the hat. I hate the wig. Yeah. Hate what's under this. The wig. I hate her makeup. The wig is upsetting.
0: The wig is. It makes me. It hurts me inside to look at that wig. This is the
1: second hat that she's worn like this. Oh my
0: god. (laughs) And then the fucking appliques on her body reminded me of Nina West when she did, um, the witch being burned at the cross or at the at the stake, um with the applique fire on her dress, which was really underwhelming. And this was underwhelming. Like, this was just like, it's, I'm, I can't.
1: She really just said, let me do every runway in in yellow, orange, and red? Tina Burter, she's taking this way too literal. And there's a the thing about marketing and promoting yourself, but this is just like, okay, we're, you're beating, I mean, there's the, the Monet sponge thing. It's like when you beat us over the head too much with it, it's like we just don't want to listen anymore. You're like I don't want to. And listen like,
0: I'm okay if it's a color scheme I want to look at. Like I can deal looking at lemon and yellow. I can deal looking at rose and pink. But
1: this fucking color combination
0: is so hideous.
1: Well, it's just like okay, either pick one of them. Like stop using all three because you're just giving me Ron McDonald. Bride of Ronald McDonald's. Yes. Mash up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is she alternated? And like had an orange
1: runway, a red runway, a yellow
0: runway. that yes. like cycled
1: through them. I'd be fine with that. All right. So it's a nut from both of us then, right?
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cut that nut, please. Cut it. No, we're cutting everything. We're cutting this dress. We're cutting it. We're cutting your wig. Even I just want to say with her <laughs> makeup, like I sh- I, I'm i not one to talk about makeup. I'm not a makeup artist by any means. But her uh-huh. makeup is, does not, there's no depth to it. She just darkens her eyes. I'm just like not feeling what she's doing with her makeup either and i feel like they need to comment that to her at this point totally totally because she's got i mean she she, i've seen her do good makeup and photos and stuff i know she can do more things but right now she's just darkening her eyes and putting on some rouge i'm just not feeling a fantasy i prefer to look at her as a boy no i don't (laughs) 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 it's that tan she gives me Bob the Builder, like just Bob the Builders, like a really, oh my a really God. uncle. Oh my God, she does give me Bob the Builder. Okay, here comes Candy Muse. So, yeah. I, for all intents and purposes, would be obsessed with this, but oh. her drag mother Aja already wore a version of this on her season. Yeah, she wore it for the Lady Gaga challenge, right? She wore the Carver the- de Garçons version of this. And we already know Candy Muse is a former member of the House of Aja. So this just doesn't give me a lot of like, yeah, uh, not a lot of creativity in that vibe, because it feels like you're just copying somebody that you work with. Does it make sense? Right. Who's already copying somebody else?
0: Right. I understand that perspective completely. I didn't feel that because I didn't think of that initially. Um, I'm still going to nut it because I think it's a really cool take on doing little black dress, to like paint it onto this canvas, but also to have it be the dress that um, the revenge dress that Princess Diana
1: wore after the divorce. Well, everybody watched this like, oh, I know that black dress. Nobody knew that reference. Nobody could tell this black dress was her revenge dress. No, not at all. It's just she a little bit trash. She probably just saw something afterwards and was like, you know what? I'm going to throw that in. <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. Even though this is like nothing in terms of freshness of the show, I am still going to give this a nut because I like what she did with it. I enjoyed the hair. And then the, the artistic quality she put into it, I enjoyed that. So it's a nut. Right.
0: It's a nut for me too.
1: Yeah. But I, 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 I just wish I hadn't seen it already. Yeah. Here comes Got Mick, and she is giving us nudie patootie. She's a little nudie patootie. She got her pasties on, and then there's just a little doll, a little Barbie dress covering her her genitals.
0: The littlest black dress she could find.
1: Okay, so uh, you go ahead. You go ahead.
0: I I love this because you know what? She took little black dress and took it very literally, and made a really really little dress. Um, and went out there in full bod, which I'm uh, I'm like, yeah, show that representation. Show us uh, like what a, a, a trans male body looks like. Let's do this.
1: And that's what I love about this is that, yes, they're representing themselves. They're showcasing, they're empowering, uh, not just themselves, but the trans community with this. So I really love that. But in terms of just like the dress itself, <laughs> like the actual... <laughs> wearable content of this. And I yeah. get the whole I get what they're going for with this. I get it, get it, I get it. I don't like it. I don't like it visually how this is put together. Mm-hmm. I don't like that there's the a small dress just on their gen, gentles like this. Um but I get it. But I'm still gonna I'm gonna cut it because I don't I don't like <gasps> it. See I'm gonna nut it. See, all right. Well there you go. And then there's just a bow on the back for her her butthole. Um yeah. Again I get it. I love that. I just wish I don't know. I don't know. That's, for some reason, I just really don't like it.
0: That's how I felt last week when when she wore basically nothing on the runway. I was like, "What
1: is this?" But
0: this week, I like it. It makes sense to me this week.
1: Yeah. See, I mean, and, and she does this a lot, and I love it because I mean, they're obviously very comfortable with their body, and they want to showcase that. And I love that. Yeah. Again, it's just like an, it's a, a taste thing for me in terms of this little dress at where it is. There's another way that could've, this could have been done. I feel, without just putting a doll dress there, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. All right. I'm, all right yeah, cut. I give it a cut. You give it a nut? I nut it. I nut it. There we go. All right. So there we go. 50 50. Here comes Elliot with two, maybe three T's today. Mm-hmm. What's the third T for? Um, t- t- <laughs> Top three? Have... No, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> 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 yes, and I quit. Okay, so Elliot is giving us rich w- white housewife., Hi, what say. else is new? <laughs> Seriously. uh rich twink. Uh, all right, so this is she's taking it very literal. I love the coat over top of this. I think that really helped this, but this is just a puffy sleeved little black dress.
0: Yeah, we know what we're getting with Elliot at this point. It's always going to be this
1: exact thing. So I like it. I like this, but I'm also, I'm going to start being a little bit more critical. I'm going to cut it. Yeah, cut it. Because it's just a black dress. And the scene, you got to be more creative with this. Uh Uh-huh. Here comes Tamisha Amon, giving us a little black dress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I like how her neck seems better. It seems to be a little bit more neck. Maybe it's the way the shoulder things are coming off. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we're getting neckier. That's fine. Um, yeah. I don't care for the shape of this. I don't care for the silhouette it's giving me. It's not working for me.
1: See, I like the proportion on this, actually. I think it's interesting for her.
0: And the mm-hmm. way that
1: the shoulders are coming out and the hips are coming out. It's giving me more proportion than I've seen from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give, I mean, this is just a little backward dress. So It's not revolutionizing anything, but I'm going to give it a nut.
0: Yeah, I'm going to cut it, actually.
1: All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Olivia. Here comes Olivia giving us a little black dress and uh, big hair. That's what she does. Yeah. And this is just right, literally a, a little black dress. Uh, cut. I give it a cut.
0: Yeah. I don't care for the outfit at all. I like the overall look, and it's because of the hair, but I don't care for the dress.
1: And again, there's some fit issues I feel with the yes. top of it. There's always just a fit issue. I don't yeah. think it has to do with her weight or anything. It's just something that is always just not fitting. Yeah. But I think her face looks beautiful. And I love this hair.
0: Yeah. It's not a weight issue. It's not at all. I think it's just um a, a, how she um, how she tailors it. Yeah. And m- maybe she's not wearing a cincher. Like, I wonder if she isn't, or I don't know what she's wearing under there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks like she could have a cincher. It's not nothing about the waist or anything. It's just like literally the top just isn't fitting on
0: hmm
1: Yeah, I give it a cut. Yeah. A tiny little cut in that tiny little purse.
0: Ooh. Her brand. Yay. She cut.
1: Giving us like, giving us her earrings is what she's doing. So I had no, so she said that and then I couldn't even see her earring. So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But this is, yeah. she had a hook on her hat. And then of course later when they're talking with her they show us the actual earring. I was like, oh yeah, you are your earring. But again, the yeah. judges didn't know that. And again, I didn't really see that. Yeah. But all that said, I like that you really took a crazy concept. Like she's wearing gold leggings, gold arms, gold mm-hmm. face. She's got a hook coming out of her hat. She's got a little lipstick purse. I love this.
0: Completely. I think it's great. Even if I didn't get the concept at first,
1: I still enjoyed looking at it. Um, and for me, it's a nut. Yeah, it's a total nut. I love this. I just, I, she's, she's a fashion designer. She just thinks in a, in a, in a point of view of a fashion designer. Mm hmm. I think she's really going to be a big name after this in fashion. I really hope so. I hope so. so. Denali. Denali, serving us black widow. Some spider woman. She takes off the hat. She's got some more eyes on her forehead. Yeah, now
0: she's got a simple black dress on. Like, that's a little black dress. But she gave us a concept with us, with the makeup, with the eyes, with with the spider webs. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a cocktail dress. It's a black dress. She's giving us a concept of a cocktail dress. Yeah. Yeah. She really thinks like she really like went all the way with with her package. She really has. I love
1: this. This is I don't I mean, I don't don't know if I love it. There's still more things I would have done with it, but I'm going to give it a nut. Yeah, me too. All right. Here comes Rose. Rose giving us kind of a similar idea to what Candy was doing with the tool coming out and the little playing with the. So I cut this. I just cut this. I cut it.
0: I nut it because I do you like what this? she was. I like what she was doing with it. Like I like that she was framing the dress on the body on her body. Like I do think that's cool. She looks like a pop tart. She really does. But like for some reason, it works for me. She looks
1: week. like a toaster strudel. Are you kidding? She, You're gonna cut? You're nutting this? I'm gonna
0: nut it. I think I think it looks cool. I think it's like interesting and different. Except what I don't like about it is she's already shown us like four other outfits that have this tool. Around her, like she frames her body in tool, and I don't understand that.
1: I don't care about the tool. Like if you have a fabric that speaks to you, like for me it was PVC for a long time. I get it. I get it. It's not even always
0: tool. Like even the bagpipes gave us that silhouette where it's like shit darting out of her shoulders and arms.
1: Like giving, she's giving. This isn't giving me. It's doing the opposite of what she thinks it's doing. It's not giving me any silhouette you giving
0: me like oh I see I see a silhouette compl- I totally see a silhouette.
1: No, there's none. She looks like a fucking throw pillow from uh home sense. Like you know, I
0: think that's the idea, is that like everything's a, a box, idea. but then you see it's the silhouette. But, but then you see the silhouette of the black dress.
1: It's a terrible look. <laughs> I think it's cool. This wig sucks too. I hate this wig on her. I would like this wig with the outfit. I hate the shoes with this. I, I didn't hate notice it. the shoes. I hate it. They're just black shoes. No, cut, 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 No. Nope. Okay, I'm I'll cutting, nut it. I'm cutting up my homestead's card. I'm not stopping there no more. Rose,
0: I've come around to you and I'll nut
1: you. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Here I'm sorry. Lala Ray, and she's got a real little black dress. This is La high riding. So her, her pussy is on fire and we get to see it. She's got some jewels coming off of her and uh, it's a little black dress.
0: Yeah, Lala's not a look queen.
1: No, I <laughs> know. Nope. <laughs> um, and she loves to show her body off, so we get that pussy every time.
0: Listen, I'm all about the body. I like it. I just think this whole outfit is too simple. It's like
1: I don't know. I don't it's, know. I'm not it's into it. Too simple. I, I'm going to give this a cut, even though I like. I think she looks pretty. You yeah, know, she's she looks pretty, but the dress is way too short. Yeah, and it's just so there's no concept. So cut, cut. Yes, don't cut any more of that dress off. There's nothing left. It's going to be. Cut It's going to become a tube top. Cut it. After comes Simone. Yes. Simone is giving us a reference to uh, RuPaul's uh, Back to My Roots music video. Have you seen that? I haven't. Have you? Yeah, I have. It's amazing. You should watch it. And RuPaul has a lot of amazing hair moments in that video. And this is one of them. Uh, And so she's wearing her braided uh, black dress with her hair. Her hair. hair, Uh Uh-huh. I just love that she takes the time to think about wigs in a way that nobody else really has. Yeah. And she considers that a part of the look where other girls consider that just a part of their identity, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You don't consider it a part of their look in drag, but right. it's head to toe. That is a part of your look. It's a wig. Hmm. I completely yeah. give this a nut.
0: Total, total nut, total nut, total nut. Again, she's not wearing a lot, but that's her thing. Um, braided fringe love it she looks fantastic
1: is it an exciting silhouette no but it's braided hair that's a that's a concept to me yeah it's much better than a polyester mini dress i'm sorry yeah all right that's it
0: that's it so we have our tops and our bottoms now and some shocking safes
1: Right, so Rose and Denali are both safe, which is shocking, because I was really expecting them to take... The, I thought they might have a double win for both of them, to be honest.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, is I don't understand, because the people that we had in the tops had hideous outfits. And this is what I was alluding to on yesterday's show, is how come it, it really seems like in the UK, they're taking the, the runways into account, but here they're not even considering them. Like, there's no way Tina should be in the top, and rosé and janelle should be
1: in the bottom so the tops are tina Elliot, and olivia and the bottoms are candy tamisha and utica yeah uh, and it, yeah it does it does feel like the challenge was like the predominant scoring technique of this <laughs> episode
0: and i felt it all season actually like i felt like the runways haven't matched the challenges
1: and i wish they were to have some more clarity on that for us as viewers because it's it yeah. confusing for us to be like all right, are we judging more challenges or more runways? Or are we just not seeing the same thing? Are they judging the runways and they just actually like these hideous looks? <laughs> like, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not making sense to me. It's not adding up to me. I want to see the score sheets.
1: Yeah, show um, us can we get a, show a recount? Us the sheets. Give us the receipts.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like there's no way Rosé should be in the bottom. There's no way she should have won this week. And, like, Denali should be in the top. Listen. Elliot really, should not have I, been... Elliot should have been safe with that outfit. And Tina should have been safe at best. Rose did a great performance, but she looked like an oven mitt. But her performance was a standout. And if we're not paying attention to the outfit, then she should have been the winner.
1: Well, I would have used Rose to, like, you know, pull Tina Burner out of the oven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I
0: know what you're saying. Put your Rose gloves on. Um... Also, the bottoms don't necessarily make sense to me. I don't understand. um, Okay, I get Tamisha being in the bottom. I kind of get Candy being in the bottom, but I don't get Utica being
1: there. I would have put Gottmik there instead. Well, it sounds like there could be some producer oral strings happening between an argument that happened the week before,
0: perhaps. (laughs) But that doesn't excuse Utica being in the bottom. She gave a better performance than Gatmik did, and she gave a better runway than Gatmik did.
1: I actually thought Utica should have been in the bottom, because I agree, I was getting, like, too much faces and not enough of what they were actually asking of her. I agree. I didn't. Well, that's why this is called Loose Woman on the BBC. (laughs) All right, so we find out who the winner is. It is Tina Burner? No, it's Olivia. (laughs) It's not Tina Burner, please. Tina's head, it was Tina. It it, it is Olivia, yes. Olivia won. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I really could have been anybody. (laughs) It would have been like, sure. No, it should have been Rosé,
0: but I'm really happy it is Olivia. Olivia's also been
1: denied the top some weeks
0: where she should have been in the top, I think. So I'm glad that she made it there and that she won.
1: Yeah, she was a strong performer, so that's great. Yeah. All right. So the bottoms are what what happened what does anything happen in the Antarctic guess, for us? Anything remarkable?
0: Well, I mean, like Tamisha and Candy come to an understanding. They forgive each other. They like even like Tamisha even jokes <laughs> and like fake picks fights with people again. And it's funny and cute. But otherwise,
1: like we Candy's moment, very humbled. We've got get Mick uh, getting a video from their family. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, I think that was really important to, again, Gautmik is really playing this uh, important trans male storyline on the show for the first time. So uh, it's important to see how the family has reacted to that. Um, yeah. And we get to hear a bit about that from Gautmik.
0: Yeah. And like Gautmik's parents used um, Gottmik's, uh name for the first time. Well, the name Cade. Cade, uh, Yeah. Yeah and uh and like that meant a lot because like you should not dead dead name people
1: i um, I, I i think it, there's something to be said that for families i mean a lot of people it's hard for them to wrap their minds around something that they've known for so long too so it takes yeah. families a longer time sometimes that's true um, so there is kind of when this is all happening you have to give them a little bit of a a little bit of a buffer to get there and it yeah, give like them a little they, leeway it sounds like they got there they got yeah. Mick, they got Mick. They got Mick. That's it. And that's yeah, uh, beautiful. Nice to see, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Candy's Drag-Rish. very humbled. Rapelle. What'd you say? RuPaul's Drag Race and
1: families together, as they say.
0: <laughs> yeah, every time. Um, Candy's very humbled being in the bottom. She's crying, she's upset. Um, and it's nice to see that. <laughs>
1: I mean, she's one of those people that just goes really high, real low. You know, like when yeah. she wins, she wins. When she loses, she loses. And uh, yeah, so high, lots of confidence when they're there, and then lots of no confidence. <laughs> There's no, yeah. Indication. Yeah. So we find out who's actually involved. And it turns out to be Candy and Tamisha. Hello? Hello? Did I lose you?
0: Uh, there you are. Sorry, I dropped the phone under the
1: chair. Uh-oh, I thought we were on the 1%. Uh, almost. We are at 8%. Well, we've been talking about the 1% this whole episode. <laughs> we're the, down of the patriarchy. Are you leaving this in? <laughs> what? Me dropping my phone. <laughs> Probably. So, okay, so oh, I just said the, the, the bottom are Candy and Tamisha. We're getting the face-off of the season so far. Yeah, there's no way this was a setup. <laughs> All right, the song they're doing is Blue Cat Hit 'em Hit Up Style. Hey, ladies, lady, would, man, wanna get fucked wow. I'll be honest, I would have loved to see Utica's version of this. <laughs> oh, my God, completely. Can you imagine? <laughs> this song
0: takes me back to 2001, living in Vancouver, going to Vancouver Film School, and this song was playing everywhere blue cantrell was the moment in 2001
1: oh i remember hearing this on the school bus every day on the way to school oh hey lady
0: <laughs> hey lady
1: <laughs> is your man gonna drive you back wild is that no okay so uh <laughs> they are getting into it what is happening what happens with the lip sync
0: i mean there's not a lot of lip syncing going on they both kind of are like wobbly with the words here's what i'm um, gonna say this
1: is a hard song though like if I, it is if they were like you have to do this i would be like you want to do blue cantrell what <laughs> like yeah it's not a fun song it's like it's very it just repeats itself over and over again and there's not a lot there's not a lot of story with it you know oh it's all story she's talking about a trifling man I guess, but how are you gonna reenact that in a way that's like drag? And I I feel like Tamisha did a good job of giving the earnestness of that. I I felt like she was explaining that to me. You thought Tamisha was? I did. I I thought she was just taking a real woman approach to that. And then I I felt like Candy was internalizing it a bit more.
0: Yeah, I was getting a lot more out of Candy. Um, She was putting a lot more energy into it. I wasn't getting any energy out of Tamisha. Um, and I was expecting a lot more of Tamisha to tell you the truth. Because, like, this song was such a classic back in the day when she would have been performing this in clubs,
1: um, yeah. I assume. Yeah, it's it's this thing with Tamisha with her icon. She seems a little disconnected from the performances right now. Yeah. And I think this could also just come back to, like, her... being. She hasn't performed in a, in a long time. I mean, she went through a whole major... Thing where she wasn't walking, like
0: she. You know what, though, I gotta say, I went back to 1996 and watched some of her videos from back then, and she's a performer in terms of dance, but in terms of lip sync, it's not really there. Like she never really had, like the best, like the tightest lip sync. Like she kind of just was more about the dance.
1: Well, that could be it too. But this was a dance challenge, so who's to say what you know? Yeah, um, it's just, it's just a shame. It's just a shame that I feel like her, her her, her past health issues have come into this, you know?
0: Yeah, um, I did feel it was her time to go. Like, I did feel like she was running out of steam and like,
1: I think she um, was good. I think she was good with where she was at with it. I mean, listen, this was yeah third elimination, but we're on episode six. They've already yeah. been there for a while. <laughs> yeah, true story. So, And I did, you know, I actually did think Candy did a great job with the song. I did. She did. I mean, her
0: mouth didn't really move to the song, but otherwise, (laughs) like, the energy she gave was great.
1: Internalizing it. She was giving us a story. She had the slick wet hair. It looked like, you know, she had been uh, having a a fight with her boo. Yeah. So Candy wins, and then the sachet of Tamisha Amon. But you know what? They both hug each other. Yeah. And it was really beautiful. And then they hugged each other again and they just, Candy was like, I'm sorry. And Tamisha's like, it's all right, girl. It was really beautiful to see that. I really was like, this is what makes this series so great. Completely. It's where you can have these disagreements. You can have these drama filled fights. But at the end of the day, it's just a TV series that we're filming to have fun. Yeah. 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 Good for them. But I'm gonna miss my Tamisha, I'm on we all are but i think she said it the best she's she was like i'm ready for all stars i'm gonna start preparing now and you're damn right to you're gonna be on an all stars
0: yeah completely she had the personality that people want to see again
1: she has stood out better than this than uh, anybody does and, and by and only you know three eliminations it's crazy
0: yeah and she's been a producer's dream
1: too she was a what she's been a producer's dream Oh, I thought you said she was producing a dream. I was like, what's that? Well, she also was. (laughs) Is this her new show? (laughs) She was a producer's dream. This is true. And you know what? I think it also comes down to, she's had so many health issues and lived so much in her life that she really takes life by the balls and like, live each day like it's your last. Don't hold anything back. Say what you have to say.
0: Yeah, say what you have to say.
1: And she said what she said. She, what she said is what she said. What she said was what she said. Because Tamisha yeah. said what she said. But <laughs> Rapal said, the lady must go home. <laughs> the lady's <that> go home. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so bye, Tamisha Mon. We're going to miss you a lot.
0: We really are. Tamisha is a fucking star and has totally won the hearts of like the entire world, which is incredible.
1: And I hope that the fans, the toxic fans are watching this and they're being like, okay, did I miss that? Because yes, you did. In attacking Candy Muse and over this Tamisha Shaman Candy Muse thing. Yeah. And, and then hopefully there's a redemption for Candy moving on from this. I'm, I'm hoping now moving. On.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: All right. That is this week's episode of Drag Race, uh, season 13. We did it. Uh, oh my God. I just had the demons come out of me. Mm. <sighs> Wait, there's one more. Ooh. Mm. Thank you for listening, Squirrels. Remember to check us out on Instagram at Squirrel Talk Podcast and the for all the other podcasts they have available. And uh, you can uh, give us a rate, subscribe, all those good things. We always appreciate that. Thank you very much. And we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Did you hear that, cunts? We'll see you next Tuesday. Ooh. All right. Bye, Selena. See you then. Okay. Goodbye now. Bye.